0: All right, welcome. How's Hello. It? Hello. How you doing, Mark?
1: You know, I usually say fine whenever you ask this question. I answer the same every time. So yeah. this time I'm going to say, all right. All
0: right. Just all mix right. it up. Man, Mention it up. Crazy. it up. That's right, because it's spring. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> all right, welcome to Should This Be A Movie? We do our artist deep dive, uh, our spotlight today. On this, this week, we have a legend. A pure Absolute. legend out in these streets. That that's undisputable. Um, he recently retired because of health issues, but his mark on cinema is is definitely unmatched. He has starred in so many movies, which has made this um, deep dive really. Um, I want to say it, it was a little challenging. Sure, because <laughs> it's sure. like I have I cannot possibly watch all these
1: movies. No, uh, but you can. And, and and to be honest, yeah, nor should you. No, no. For some of the, especially the later period. <laughs> no, no.
0: Honestly, it has one of those days where you know you can you can watch some and you can kind of figure out when you yeah. when you're such an established actor mm-hmm. and almost like a caricature uh, in a sense, you can watch certain movies and go, okay, it's going to be like this for these amount of movies. Like you yeah. know what you're getting into, and that person is none other than the famous Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is a uh, whole ass legend, and we're gonna get into it uh, now. What is your overall opinion of Bruce Willis?
1: So, the well, okay, I, I'm gonna start a little personal here. Oh, oh, okay. This oh. isn't even movie related. The, okay, go for ahead. For, oh, every, for everything <laughs> that people say about Michael Jordan making the shaved head look for bald mm-hmm. black men be cool. Oh, oh you Bruce get that you're Willis is man. our white guy so- <laughs> version. He's the one who's like, you know what? Just shave it down, and you know what? Looks great. Yeah, it's a great look. He he yeah. brought it to the masses.
0: Honestly, yeah, he wears it well. Yeah, he wears the bald hair well. So, um, little bonus special parts for me. I, I understand it. Yeah. You know what's crazy? He doesn't really look right with hair.
1: No, now now you don't even think about it because it's been since uh, somewhere in like the mid nineties. I forget exactly yeah. when. I know by by like Armageddon, he was well mostly bald full time. There's a few few wigs in there in a few yeah. rolls, but. Uh, um, like Hearts War, yeah. In those days, I think he's got a you know kind of a a toupee on there. But anyway, the but when it gets to actual movies, let's mm-hmm. get back to the point. Um, with Bruce, one of the first things I think of is I I think people forget how versatile an actor he is. Yeah. For so often, people just focus on the action side of him mm-hmm. because the first breakout movie role he had was Die Hard. Now yeah. he had he had a few before that, but that was the first big role for him. Uh-huh. Uh, moved him out of from the TV side, which he had done mostly through the eighties, most notably with Moonlighting. Um but and he does a lot of action movies, but they also like he has some great comedies too. Yeah. Death Becomes her is a ton of fun. Awesome. He has a small role in Moonrise Kingdom. Yes. Um you know he's great in this underseen movie called Nobody's Fool, which mm-hmm. if people haven't seen that, should go watch it. Yes. A great adaptation of a Richard Russo novel. Um he's also gets in some weird ones like uh, Twelve Monkeys, great dramas, like Pulp Fiction, Unbreakable, Sixth Sense. And also, he's not afraid to poke fun of it himself. So he plays himself. I mean, there's at least two that I can think of, mm-hmm. where he basically, for comedic effect, plays like a ridiculous version of himself he does it once in the player mm-hmm. in the early 90s the robert altman film and then again in oceans 12 yeah you're right yeah he does and, and, he and does. so i think i think that's the other thing is there's just something about when you are willing to kind of do that and poke fun at yourself a little bit not take yourself so seriously i think it yeah. makes somebody enduring you know it's, it's something mm-hmm. arnold schwarzenegger has too if you can think about guys that are known for action yeah that separates them apart from Stallone or uh, Steven Seagal or whatever Mm -hmm. people who are just like I'm,
0: I'm serious all
1: all the time. time.
0: Yeah, I I personally am a um, fan of him when he's just you know he's he's being an action guy but he's having fun. Yeah, right. Like I've I've been a fan of you know like I watched some of the Expendable movies but we all know that Expendables is is like a hey you've been in the eighties you've lifted weights and shot people yeah. in the 80s. Here's a movie for you. So that's cool. But where I um love, you know, generally enjoyed Bruce Willis was, you know, your your Sixth Sense. And, um, you know, I, I like Die Hard. Die Hard is dope. Yeah. But I've also enjoyed shit like Red. Red is fun.
1: Red, Red's definitely a fun time. Yeah. Red, it's one of the Red, better late period. Exactly. It's a, it's a
0: good late period movie for him. Um, also... I've enjoyed shit like you know I love the stuff that he did with um, M Night Shyamalan. I know that's a not a popular person, but <laughs> I, I generally love the work that he did with him. Um, Unbreakable was great, Split was great, Glass was great. So it's well, not in Split, no, not in Split. Or I'm, well, I
1: guess he has a cameo
0: it, at the end. He has a cameo, but like not yeah. not I'm sorry, not Split. Um, but you know that whole Unbreakable, yeah, yeah, yeah. Glass. Yeah, Unbreakable and Glass were just I thought he he did a great job in those, mm-hmm. um, and of course Six Sense you know yeah. so those are those are really fun for me um and just in general he's just overall a pretty consistent actor like you know what you get when you get him yeah and i think that's always been a a good thing about him i know what i can i can sign up for and sometimes you're pleasantly surprised um with some of the acts that he does you know for sure. he, he also did um shit like you know the um you know Hudson Hawk and
1: uh, Hudson Hawks not good
0: no it's not 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 at all. You know, that's why I say sometimes those surprises um can
1: work for and against you. Yeah, like uh, Bonfire of <laughs> the Vanities. hmm Yeah. That's almost derailed his career and Tom Hanks' career. Oh God. I mean, I mean, that's how bad a movie it is. It almost took both of them down.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, but you have the whole nine yards, the whole ten yards. Those are fun. Those are fun. Well, the yeah. first one.
1: Is, second one's eh. diminishing returns.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you know, they had the they had to the milk that. Yeah, yeah, they had to milk that. Um, of course, you know the big ones like you have the Armageddon, right?
1: Oh, Armageddon's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you talk about fun action movies. Yeah, that's, I mean, I mean, there's nothing serious about that movie. Nothing, which at is part all. of why it works. Which
0: is why it's, it's you know, what's funny? That's why it's a great rewatch. Yeah, because because the first time you see it, I don't know, I, I don't know. It was the '90s, so I saw it, and I. I so for this epic mm-hmm. action thing, but then when you see it as an adult, uh, you know when you start seeing it more nowadays, you look at it like it's a a parody.
1: I mean, it, it's an action comedy. Yeah. Whether it's supposed to be, I don't know, but it is.
0: <laughs> yes. So. Oh man. So yeah. So I'm definitely, uh, definitely excited, man. Let's get into it. Sure. Let's get into it. Okay. So he's done so many movies, man. So let's let's go with what is your high?
1: So this really came down to two movies for me. Um, And I think these are probably the two quintessential Mm -hmm. ends of um, Bruce Willis. So the first one I thought about was the obvious one, Die Hard. Yep. But everybody's talked about Die Hard enough. I thought that wouldn't be as fun to talk about. So I decided to go with The Sixth Sense. Uh, It was the one I went to. Yes. I think a big part of it, too, is it really shows this... Um, side of him that you you don't see a lot in films. This stoic, dramatic Mm -hmm. uh, side. Sometimes you see the stoic hero side, yeah, but not the dramatic side. Plus, I think it is really hard to sell uh, what his role is, to spoiler alert for everybody who hasn't seen a movie that's Mm -hmm. nearly old enough to rent a car, Mm -hmm. but since he's dead the whole time, he has to play it in this way that when you watch it the first time, it's not obvious that that's the case. Yeah. But once you know that twist, it all makes sense. So you have to have this right tone of looking like you're a part of the action, but disappearing in it enough that it feels personality driven, not because he's a ghost driven. And that's a, you know, that's a fine line to walk and really tough. And to be honest with you, if he doesn't pull it off, the entire movie doesn't work. Because if you if it's obvious at the beginning, the whole movie falls apart.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: And so, you know that that's a really I think tough thing to do that he was really able to pull out. So that's why I went uh, six cents uh, first. What was your top one?
0: <laughs> oh man! So of course everybody um, sees Die Hard, and I, I feel like I know that Die Hard is such an iconic role for him. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like kind of, I'm okay on Die Hard. I mean, it's an action movie, you're,
1: you know. You're well, you know what? Yeah, I I think you're underselling what Die Hard is.
0: Listen, listen. I know that Die Hard is iconic. It's one of the you know.
1: Well, no, no. It's not just being about yeah. iconic. It completely yeah. reinvented the action movie. In yeah. fact, and he did. Yeah, like like the key. I think what makes it so. The thing is. Like half of action movies for mm-hmm. the decade after it comes out. Yeah. people are basically playing Bruce Willis.
0: Essentially, yeah. And and yeah. how
1: many? You know, I mean, I know it's a cliche, but like how many Die Hard on a whatever did yeah. they make? Die Hard on a bus, on a boat, <laughs> on a plane. He
0: he threw a truck into a helicopter at one point. Yeah, he walked so the rock could run. Die Hard yeah. President
1: with Harrison Ford and Air absolutely Force one. yes. And then again with who? Wasn't there like a movie just like it? Well, that there was there was the dueling, um, president ones with White House Down, yeah, and with oh, Gerald. Oh, which uh, one was? No, 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 no. That's the Fallen one. Oh, I think it's. Yeah. I want to say it's Olympus is Fallen, but yes. I I forget because they made three of them now. Yes. Um, no, no, no. White House Down is the one with Jamie Foxx and uh, Channing Tatum. <laughs> president Jamie Foxx. Like I feel like. But anyway, uh, yeah, let, Let's I, get into what your topic.
0: I feel like Bruce Willis is is the Dr. Dre of gangster film of, of, of action films because he started this gangster shit, and this is the motherfucking thing he gets. So, like, I think that you know, Die Hard is definitely pivotal. Yeah, into the game. Um, my my personal favorite is also Sixth Sense. <laughs> okay. Because uh, because of the range. Yeah, yeah. Because it's something that I wasn't... Honestly, I wasn't used to seeing him in that type of role. Yeah. You know, usually... And, and because he's he made an, such a big name for himself in the Diehards, in, in these movies where it's like heavy action, shooting guns, throwing shit, and uh, and overall just a tough guy. And what Sixth Sense did is it showed a more vulnerable side. Shout out to um, Donnie Wahlberg, who also, I was like... Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. That's his pinnacle right there. Um, I mean, as no an actor. One, yeah, as an actor. You know, no one's watching Blue Bloods. No. No. So, <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, with Bruce Willis's, his his empathetic tone, the the just the overall vulnerability in yeah. the good acting, you're right. You have to play that role a certain way. And it actually makes it good for rewatchability, too. Yeah. So I, I thought that was cool. And it just became so iconic.
1: Well, and the other well. key that... that- about playing something different. You mentioned the vulnerability. Mm-hmm. The whole thing leading up to that, starting with something like Die Hard, going back to the TV show Moonlighting, mm-hmm. but all through the 90s, regardless of what kind of movie he's making, yeah. so much of his um, work was built on his charisma and charm. Yes. That's true whether it's, uh, you know, e- even in 12 Monkeys, which is this kind of weirdo sci-fi movie made yeah. by Terry Gilliam. Yep. But there's still this this you know twinkle in the eye and wry smile that comes out and stuff yeah. like that. This movie puts it all away.
0: Absolutely. He
1: he basically took all his like all his bonus materials, all the all his, you know, booster rockets, put them in the toolbox and still excel.
0: Yep. And I thought that was that. it for me, I feel like he should have won like more all the awards because I was like this Or at was, least been
1: in consideration. Yeah.
0: Cause I thought it was such a great turn. Yeah. For um sure. as an actor. And uh, it, for me it solidified a certain level of respect for him to be outside of the, um, the normal pacing, yeah, of of things. So yeah, so that was good. All right. So next is our lows.
1: Unfortunately, with <sighs> Bruce Willis, yeah, there's there's quite a few, yep, um, especially in the later years. Although some of it we've learned may have been to some of his medical issues, but. I didn't want to go with one of those because to me, I didn't have high expectations mm-hmm. over the last like decade or so. Gotcha. I wanted to go when I actually still had expectations. Okay. So I went back to 1997's The Jackal. Ooh. Um, that, that was trash. Yeah. Well, the trash. thing is, it's not the worst movie. Mm-hmm. It's like a C minus. Yeah. But it was a movie with peak Bruce Willis, Richard Gere when he was killing it, and the last film of Sidney Poitier or Portier. Sorry, yeah, I'm pronouncing it wrong. Yeah. That was and and it's this basically like dueling assassins movie uh-huh. where they have to bring this IRA assassin played by Richard Gere out to catch the jackal, the international assassin, um played by Bruce Willis uh-huh. to catch him. Um and it just is this just unfund slog. It's just glum and grim, but not in a captivating way yeah you're just like i guess this is what we're doing and you can and you can work through it and like i said it's not the worst movie you've seen but in 97 you're like this is gonna rule this is gonna be great and it was mediocre Mm. and the disappointment i think is what really brings it out of there because i think there's so much more you could have done with it yeah um so that that was that was my my bottom one. How about you, Chris? Ooh,
0: all right. So, uh, mine is a later one. It probably has nothing to do with any of his um, illnesses or whatnot. I just, it was the movie, like, people starring good and bad movies. But rarely do you have a movie where I'm actually, like, offended by the whole ass premise. And as an African-American, uh, <laughs> I I tend to be like, eh. It was the one movie where, like, I saw it and I was like, fuck this movie. You know and and that was Death Wish, the remake of Death Wish by Eli Roth came out in two thousand and eighteen now, uh, man, when it comes to like timing, right, you think of two thousand and eighteen in a political climate around that time, you have you know the big thing going on with um with countless deaths uh, from yeah. you know like you have your Eric garner uh and, and by, you know trayvon Martin. everything is still hot in a sense like this, and then this movie comes out, which is definitely pro white vigilante. Yeah. Going around shooting people or not. And I was just like, shitty timing. Shitty timing. Like, I saw that. I took a chance to see the trailer. And I was like, man, if you don't get the fuck out of here. You know? And so, and people will use that. And and part of it is like, you know how sometimes it's not the movie. It's the fans. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of the fans kind of went towards that, gravitated towards that as an example yeah. of why, you know, we're taking back our country. Yeah, American. So it was just I I thought it was just, and also it was just you know from watching certain clips because you know I hate watch part of it, but um, it's just it's lazy. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like you didn't need this at all. You didn't need like I didn't the Charles Bronson thing back in the day. Everybody was doing them, right? You know, you had all those Commandos. Your well,
1: and I mean mean, that's part of the whole exploitation period of the seventies. Absolutely, whether it's the black story, black exploitation movies. There's the really kind of grimy kung fu movies of yeah. that era no. you know and and this was part of it there, there was the like early b-horror movies mm-hmm. some of those
0: like you shoot at a car it blows up yeah those like yeah.
1: crazy sci-fi movies like death race 2000 yeah <laughs> i mean, oh, I, mean I mean i mean it was just a period of that
0: whole world absolutely so i didn't think that was i, I didn't think that movie was needed yeah uh it wasn't i didn't like the message that it's in i didn't like the story i thought it was lazy uh, no, nah, I was good. Well, especially good. the
1: way I think it was position. There's mm-hmm. one thing to make like a vigilante movie, mm-hmm. but the way they twist it, yeah. It's almost like, did George Zimmerman have a point? And you're like, no. No. No, no he didn't. He did not. He did and and not. I think that's the problem. It yeah. is like you I, I I think there is a way mm-hmm. to make something with that sort of idea in the center, but it needs a real Skilled, deft hand. Agreed. To do it in the right way. Agreed. That it doesn't turn into like just cringy and yeah, because that's
0: that's what it came out as. It just yeah. was awful. Yeah, and I just was like, no, nah, I'm not. I'm not really seeing that. I mean, he's had a bunch of like random direct to video worthy movies, you know. Because yep. sometimes you know, hey, you gotta get a check. Like I feel like he and and Samuel Jackson just like they 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 gonna work, man. Yeah. they they going to work until they can't work no more and he he can't work no more so but he he did he did his movie to death sure you know what i'm saying like listen i if it's a role i'm going to tell you, he was he was not as selective no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like you want me you got me pay me yeah and i um and i'm like hey man get the money get this money but every once in a while he comes out with a gem yeah um, this was not one of them no no no, no it's not it was not all right next up we're going to move up to our
1: um, dark horse pick. So you know what? I'm I'm an audible about my original one. My original one was going to be Looper, uh-huh. which, which I think is great. But I mean, I think that was widely recognized as great, and it yeah. was also kind of a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it is. I, I think of late period, like the last like ten years, yeah, twelve years of his career. I think it is easily the best one that yeah. he did. Um, but instead, you know what? I've already mentioned it twice. Let's go with Nobody's Fool. Okay. Um, it's a smaller supporting role that he has in that, but he's great. Yeah. So that was a adaptation of uh, best-selling Richard Russo Uh novel. He would eventually, Russo would eventually uh, win the um, Pulitzer Prize for his novel Empire Falls Uh and it stars Paul Newman as this kind of older ne'er-do-well guy who's having, you know, just always kind of has a smile and a sparkle in his eye, taking it, you know. He's kind of on the the edge of the world but just kind of always getting by. Um, and Bruce Willis is his sometimes boss who they have a friendly, antagonistic relationship, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. They're yeah. like friend rivals um, mm. somehow. It's like, I'm your boss, so I'm not going to pay you. And he's like, I'm going to steal from you. And they're like, Ah, let's play cards later. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, toxic.
0: That's good. Toxic. Yeah.
1: But yeah. Um, it's one that's all charm. It, mm. It's a role that basically, I think, Bruce Willis wasn't getting to play very often in the movies anymore mm-hmm. it is basically getting back to his moonlighting mm. where it's just like comedic charm yeah and just having a great time and you're like that guy's awesome let's hang out
0: oh man. let's play
1: cards with this guy and and so that's why i want to go with nobody's full plus i think it's a movie that is unfortunately kind of fallen mm. um you know people have kind of forgotten about it i mean it was i th- I think it's the last really starring role of Paul Newman. You know, he did have some later supporting roles all the way up through, like, Road to Perdition. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's the last time he was really the star. Yeah, Um, I think it came out in 94 or 95. Road to
0: Perdition is the shit, though.
1: It is great. But, I mean, he has a—but that by that point, you know, he was just doing kind of smaller, less demanding roles. Mm -hmm. Just because he's getting older. Yeah. um, Yeah, Nobody's Fool is my pick. What's yours, Chris? Nice.
0: Um, Now, as you know, before we started recording, this was a a hard one for me because I was like— I don't, there's, he has such a vast, um, vast, vast filmography. So like originally it was going to be lucky number Slevin because it's one of those movies I enjoyed. I know it's not great. Yeah. It's just a movie that I personally enjoyed, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really like that for him. Um, it was, it was cool, but I didn't like it specifically for him. Um, I will pick one that's also popular. But for me, I just felt like it, it shined and it was a little bit different. And that is Look Who's Talking. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Look Who's Talking. Of course, everybody, if, if, you're, if you're over a certain age, yep. <laughs> you remember Look Who's Talking. It came out in 1989. And on, it, it's a great comedy starring, also starring John Travolta, and Christy Alley. Um, pretty much the movie, um, Bruce Willis plays the voice of Mikey. And it's a live action movie where he plays the voice of a baby that, is, that does the voice of uh, speaking from conception. Yeah. essentially to childhood and uh, and I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a great way to like uh, talk about honestly it's a great way to talk about sex sure. and 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 childbirth and it was a funny story and it was really like a good family you know uh it was witty yeah. Right. I thought it was witty. I thought it was really cool because it was like you have this baby and it they're giving it a look. And the way they directed it is like the baby would give a look and it's like, oh yeah, that's what he would that's what he would probably think. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it was Bruce Willis having fun. For sure. You could definitely tell he's having fun with the role. Everybody's playing playing along with it. I thought it was and it was such a it was so different. For sure. Um it was definitely different from what I'm usually seeing from him. Um not that I was paying attention at nine. But just like looking over it from all of his other filmography, yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, this is this is really different. You know, look who's talking to was.
1: Well, I mean, they kept coming isn't out, bad. and and yeah. I don't know if we needed multiple sequels. First, there's look who's talking to, is isn't terrible, no, but it isn't great. But then yeah. it followed up with look who's talking now, and I think that's the one where now we are hearing from pets, yeah, um, in the yeah. family because the kids are old enough to talk and it's like, eh, yeah, I'm good. We 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 could've we could've stopped this one. We
0: could have totally stopped. Yeah. But the first one's fun. Yeah, it is. It is. Um honorable mentions, of course, I would like to get into in general is Die Hard with a vengeance, which is the best Die Hard. By the way, yep. um, Die Hard with Avengers is dope. It's barely yeah.
1: a Die Hard movie, but it's still great. It, it it is,
0: it is. But you know what? It it was kick ass.
1: Well, because it wasn't originally written. I don't know. Do you know that it wasn't originally uh, going to be a Die Hard movie?
0: No. What happened? It was
1: originally started as this movie called Simon Says, which is why it's um, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson going around town like yeah. solving all these puzzles, yeah. to catch um, this guy at the
0: end. That's probably why it's the best one. That's well, because that's what yeah. it was originally written at,
1: and then yeah. they were like, they they were having trouble making that movie. And they're like, well, what if we put John McClane in it? And now it's Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard. And they're like, a like, cool. Goddamn genius. <laughs> yeah. And so they get it made. And so then they, you know, slightly tweak the villain. Yeah. So rather than just whatever, you know, uh, Jeremy Irons plays Hans Gruber's mm-hmm. brother. Is it brother? I think. I think it's
0: brother. It's You know it's funny? These things are so cliche now, but those are yeah. like monumental back then.
1: Oh, yeah. Then, yeah. I so. mean, like, they were all new. Yeah. They you know, do. So He helped um, invent those.
0: Oh, man. And then, uh, you know, of course, Pulp Fitchin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Pulp Fitchin was a um, definite, like, groundbreaking movie. As Butch. I mean, yep, Butch did his thing. And, of course, for all the black people, um, The Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout was also a huge one. You know, it had him, Haley Berry, and Damon Wayans. Loved The Last Boy Scout. Loved it. Loved it. Um, Still can't get the Billy Blank scene out of my head. No. Um, But yeah, it was monumental. So yeah, that was cool. I mean, those are your like traditional ass, like, Last Boy Scout was just great, Yeah, great like 90s action. Yeah, I mean, It Had all the cliches.
1: Sort of. Well, it's in that period of the buddy action movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was. I mean, it's l- written by the same guy who did Lethal Weapon. Yeah,
0: and you can tell. Yeah. A lot of people jumping in the air, shooting accurately. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. I loved it. I loved it, man. So overall, how do you think his legacy is going to go down? Um,
1: well, I mean, I, th- I think he's going to go down as, I mean, one of the most notable actors mm-hmm. of ever. Um, definitely one of the most important action uh, actors. Yeah. But he has that added element, like we've talked about this whole time, mm-hmm. of he can he's done a lot more than that, yeah. which most of the action stars really struggled to do.
0: Yeah, he did. there's
1: you know Stallone does a little bit here and there. He 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 has some stuff that works out okay. Yeah, um, where they're not action films, but other than that, like most of the other people, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, there's a couple okay comedies he has where it's basically yeah. like fish out of water. Exactly, sort of works. Yeah, um, where it's like it's ridiculous that this character is Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm-hmm. but other than that, like you know there, there there's not really much else. No, it does. And same was true for. I don't know, pick whoever, Seagal, John claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, you know, whoever.
0: Well, not Steven Seagal.
1: No, Steven Seagal, well, <laughs> Stephen Seagal can't act. At all. No. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, I mean, so that's it. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, there is a time he was so famous that, remember, when Planet Hollywood was a thing, he yeah. was one of the guys. He was one of the owners. Yeah, it was the Expendables
0: um, restaurant. Yeah, Well, them so. and
1: uh, Demi Moore.
0: Yeah, Demi Moore, yeah.
1: Because even though uh, her and Bruce Willis, I think, were married by that point, mm-hmm. they both owned separate stakes, if yeah. I remember correctly.
0: that's, that's all. We used to have a play in Hollywood in New Orleans.
1: Lots of places so, used to have one. So
0: out of place it was. Yeah. It was like, here, all this classic shit. Oh, yeah, play in Hollywood. <laughs> we were like, why? But uh, but it's, it's all good, man. I think that he will go down as a major action star who had, a great bit of range yeah yeah and i think when you can see you 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 see pieces of him and his influence in in every um action started day yeah you know they all they all kind of take take turns to do something that's outside the norm and they wouldn't have that without honestly i, I don't think you would see that without bruce willis
1: no i mean him yeah. and harrison ford mm-hmm. bring a Fun everyman, yeah, to action films. I mean, quite frankly, him and Harrison Ford mm-hmm. are basically the archetype that the entire Marvel cinematic universe is built off of. Mm. Iron Man yeah. and Star Lord and Ant Man, and you know, all these characters, they're all built, yeah, off that archetype. I, I wonder there's to a few exceptions, that. you know, Captain yeah. America's not. and... You know, Black Panther isn't, but most yeah. of the male leads mm-hmm. in these they're built off and that archetypes of other ones. That kinda of yeah, one. Yeah, the
0: the other ones you mentioned are archetypes of other people. So yeah. yeah, I think that's I think you're absolutely correct. I think you're correct. And his 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 solidified uh his name is solidified in Hollywood forever. So that's, that's really dope. So, yeah, this is good, man. Yep. Yeah. This is a good run. Uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what your favorite Bruce Willis film is and let us know. And you can hear us all on Spotify as well. Thank you all for listening. recordings created and produced by chris blunt mixed and edited by joff gibbs